I'm Craig Kenneth, a relationship coach and a psychotherapist. Every relationship is different and every breakup is different. Work with me and you'll get professional help on your situation. And if you're in no contact, focused on personal growth, my workbook series, The Knowledge, will help you make changes like you've never made before. Available now at AskCraig.net. Hi there, I'm Coach Craig Kenneth. I'm Coach Margaret. And today we're going to be talking about hidden resentments. Okay, so this is going to be an interesting topic for you guys because many of you guys are affected by this and you don't even know it. No. But like we try and teach you guys, when we're dating somebody, it's not just one-on-one. -on -one. There are other people in the picture, and other people often have a big influence on our partners, and oftentimes they can cause a breakup. So today, we're going to talk about hidden resentments, and you would be surprised who is resentful not, not only at your ex, but also at you. Mm -hmm. Okay, so here we go, hidden resentments. Now we've had invisible loyalties and hidden resentments. Mm -hmm. um, where we left off was in, with invisible loyalties was your parents feeling a terrible loss when you leave them, even mm -hmm. if it's for healthy reasons. So um, I asked the question, do parents not wish their children well? What I can tell you is I have never met a, a parent who on a conscious level did not wish their children well. However, if parents have massively unmet needs themselves, they can parentify their children. Okay? An odd concept, but a very real one. Mm -hmm. That is, they hope and even expect that the children will care for them in a way that their parents couldn't. Right? Uh, the unmet needs of the parent are put upon the child, which is not fair, but parents don't usually do it consciously or on purpose. Mm -hmm. And when we think about our parents, have they usually talked about or complained about how they grew up? Probably not. Mm -hmm. Okay? So it happens. As the chance of raising a family is the most universal source of anticipated happiness, losing one's child, even through their child's growth and maturation, mm -hmm. can lead to the most penetrating grief. So when you leave your family, even if you do it, and if you've grown up to be healthy and you're doing it in a healthy way, it can still make your parents extremely sad. After all, they've had you for however many years. They look forward to coming into the world. They've seen you through all the stages. Mm -hmm. And when, they leave, when you leave, they grieve. They're very sad, okay? Um, so there's always kind of a tug of war between your partner and your parents, even though it's not stated. Um, mm -hmm. Why do you think people cry at weddings? Think about that, right? The child who is able to make a move towards separation must sooner or later face whatever guilt he may have and the awareness that his parents will experience grief and hidden resentment over his move. And again, Parents can make children feel guilty, 
sometimes on purpose, sometimes totally unconsciously. Mm -hmm. But they can make, make kids feel guilty because they know exactly what buttons you have and where to push them. All right? um, many married persons discover their inability to form loyalty ties with their spouse only after the initial glow of sexual attraction has worn off. And unfortunately, as we've talked about before, it does eventually um, wear off and your hormones drop to a normal level. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they have no idea what has happened um, or that the extent of their inability to attach to a partner has anything to do with invisible commitments yeah. that they have retained toward their families of origin. In other words, Establishing a new family, a new partner, new loyalties feels like it's guilt-provoking and they shouldn't do it, mm -hmm. okay? People do crazy things out of um, loyalty to parents. Um, there may be undischarged obligations to repay to parents no matter how undeserving they may be, mm -hmm. okay? So whether they're good parents or terrible parents, we still feel obligated to them. People also do self-destructive things in order to maintain their loyalty to their family of origin. Yeah, this is important. Yeah. Some people refuse to grow up and remain in a sort of adolescent state, well into adulthood. Mm -hmm. Okay? These folks want to go out with their friends and still party, maybe play video games or do other things, mm -hmm. and not make any major decisions about their lives. I hear this complaint about men and women. Mm -hmm. Men, however, have the added problem, apparently, of never looking up from their video games. Women don't do that quite as much. Women are more likely to go out. But we all know people who are still adolescents, don't we? You know? Um, they don't make decisions. I, I have often thought over the years that women who marry abusive men have put themselves in a situation where, of course, the relationship can't work. Okay? If you marry an abusive guy, the relationship can't work. And the way it functions is every time this comes up, they have to go home again to the parents. And I've often wondered if that is a loyalty issue. Mm -hmm. All right? I think it is. I think I would venture to tell you my, op my opinion is that it is. Sometimes people will end a perfectly good relationship because a parent is ill and will need them. Mm -hmm. All right? I had one of those just recently, and the poor person who was left was totally confused. Um, his mother got sick, she moved in with him, and he broke up with her totally. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. You, uh, you'd be surprised how often we see something like oh, yeah. that. Things that I look for when I'm talking to people that indicate to me there might be a problem with someone separating from their family of origin. This is important. These are the things I look this for. Is These important. are the things. Okay? This is a big one. I'm telling you, the, right, right, Margaret? The first one is, is, my girlfriend is like this, okay, with her mother. Mm -hmm. All right, meaning that this girl is not going to make any major decisions or maybe even have a really private relationship with you without sharing it with her mother. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I hate that one. Like this, mm -hmm. all right? My boyfriend goes to take care of his mother's or his parents' house before he does anything for us here. Okay? Where's the loyalty there? Okay? You can just see. And certainly spouses pick up on that. I've heard that one frequently. 
um, is that the parents come first. All right, well, the family of origin comes before the family of procreation. That would mean your, you know, your wife and children. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah. Yeah. That happens a lot too. Yes, it does. <clears throat> My partner talks with his family of origin every day. Now, if anybody talks to their family of origin every day, not that you shouldn't love your family or have a relationship with them, but if they talk with them every day, um, chances are there's a real separation problem there. And one of the first questions I ask people if I'm unsure is, so how often do you talk with, are you close with your family? Yeah, how often do you talk with them? And if it's every day or I talk to my mother twice a day, then you need to take a second look because there's something going on there that may be difficult, all right? And if you're in an ongoing relationship with children and so forth and so on, this really comes down to a boundary issue, but we'll, t we'll talk more about that before we end the topic. Um, okay. But here's the crazy issue. If one is truly an adult, one has transferred his or her ultimate loyalty from the family of origin to the current partner, if it's a real grown-up relationship. They've moved their commitment, not that they're not going to take care of their parents or anything like that, but their prime obligation is to their partner and children. That's absolutely critical. Appropriation. Right. Because if their obligation is to anybody else, right. guess who's taking a back seat? Yeah, exactly. It would be your partner. And we see this very, very often. Um, that, and sometimes it's not even all that obvious until you ask a bunch of questions. Yep. Um, but, and many people struggle with this, you know. Do I owe my family of origin or my family of procreation? Once you say, I do, or commit however you commit, your first obligation is to your partner. Mm -hmm. Okay, because it has to be that way. And parents have to respect that. They don't have to like it, but they do have to respect it. Okay? Sometimes people feel that to enjoy a healthy relationship with a partner is somehow disloyal to the family. Like the lady who said you would ruin the family if you had a relationship. Mm -hmm. Okay, But it is possible to have it both ways, and I love to be able to say that, because we are either-or people. Most of us think in terms of either-or. But this is another instance where you can have it both ways. Um, if you have good enough boundaries and set limits with your family of origin, you can be there for them and still be ultimately committed to your partner, spouse, children. Okay? It doesn't, it's not either or. You can be there for your family within reason, but they really have to respect that your ultimate commitment is to your partner. Okay? And that's much easier said than done. Um, I'm going to give some Concrete examples, maybe not today, but coming up, coming soon, preview of coming events. Mm -hmm. um, autonomy, which is what we all strive for, yep. is based on the recognition of a balance of commitment to the family of origin and the capacity to separate. You need both, because both are important in your life. Yeah. Your parents, your family of origin, they're important and you're always going to be there for them. But your ulti ultimate commitment has to involve separation and a recommitment to your partner. Okay? So that's the essence of adulthood, mm -hmm. I think, is to understand that you can have it both ways. You're still going to be there for your family, but ultimately you're going to be there for your partner and your children. Yeah, okay? they have to come first. Yeah, and they have, yeah. 
They have to come first. Um, if things feel unbalanced to you, like if you feel like, you know, um, your husband is more involved with his parents than he should be and they make excuses to go hunting here in some other state or they're going to hang out with the family over there. If it, if it feels unbalanced, say something. At the same time, never attack your, your family's, your partner's family of origin because that will cause all sorts of problems. Um, yeah. And, yeah. And respect your partner's feelings toward his parents as long as they're reasonable. But if they feel unreasonable or imbalanced or you feel ignored, mm -hmm. then you have to address it. Mm -hmm. um, and when they are not reasonable, you have to point it out, okay? You have to point it out. And if it's too difficult to talk about it, see somebody. There are many, many people well-trained in couples therapy out there who can help you. All of this information is going to help you have a better understanding of how you need to be in relationships yeah. and maybe where your priorities went wrong or when you're choosing a new partner, if you decide yeah. to do that. I was going to say, when you're choosing a new partner, you really have to look at that. Um, can they make their own independent decisions? Again, the mark of adulthood. And if they can't, and if it seems like they don't make relationships without parents, then you have to think long and hard. Yeah. Okay. Everybody gets so upset when we mention choosing a new partner. Now, I don't want, you'll see comments, I don't want a new partner, I, do, I only want my ex. <laughs> we understand. <laughs> we do. But we have to uh, guide you in a way that we feel is responsible to your own well-being. And the reality is, even if you get your ex back, it might not last for whatever reason. Could be a million reasons, doesn't matter why or when, but we want to give you a well-rounded understanding of relationships and a lot of the deeper things that happen that no one would really help you understand. Right. Even right. a lot of good clinicians wouldn't even wouldn't understand, understand this. this yeah. This is a very different point of view, but I hope it's useful to you. And I can certainly see patterns repeating in current relationships when we talk about parents and grandparents. You can see it if you just take a quick look. Okay? Absolutely. Okay, so hopefully you found this video helpful. Put a like on there for Margaret and her hard work and her research. If you want to get our help personally, just go to my website, AskCraig.net. Sign up for the coaching option that works best for you. I do email coaching and I do Skype. And of course, Margaret is available for Skype coaching. If you feel that I can be helpful to you, please contact me. Just click on Margaret on the top of the website to do that. But that's it for this video. I'm Coach Craig Kenneth. I'm Coach Margaret. And we will talk with you soon.